My dream is that someday we don't have to have these conversations, actually, that it is so commonplace that any store you walk into, if you need adaptive, here it is. If you need plus size, here it is, that it is just part of our mainstream world and that our world starts to understand that if it works for people with disabilities, it will work for everyone. I do love to share this one story that I think really crystallizes it beautifully, that there was a school teacher that was going to school and it was a really snowy day. He was in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. And the custodian was shoveling the stairs. And next to the stairs was the ramp. And the teacher said to the custodian, would you mind shoveling the ramp so that I can get in school? And the custodian said, absolutely. Let me just finish this. That will be my absolute next thing. And the teacher said to him, but if you shovel the ramp first, everybody can get into school. <laughs> right. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know. What's it all about? Everything you need. It's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 290. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hello. So I guess we should start by saying that this is our last episode of dun, the dun, year. Dun. Wow. Of the year. You, you, yeah, you kind of held that a little long. Yeah, it was dramatic pause. Dramatic like, pause? Yeah, well, it was like clickbait, that... but in real life. <laughs> Whatever you call it, podcast bait. <laughs> it sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, it is. We will not be having an episode on December 30th. So happy new year. Yes. <laughs> uh, happy holidays to everybody. Yes. Whatever you celebrate, enjoy the heck out of it. Yes. And if you celebrate nothing, enjoy, enjoy celebrate nothing. Enjoy the heck nothing. out of that too. You, yes. That's our hope for you. So, but yeah, so we will be taking next week off and then we'll be back after the first of the year. I think, I think we should tell people oh we will be back at the first of the year as a gemini 13 podcast yeah it's a podcast network that we are we were invited to join yes and so uh very excited to do that so. we are and it also <laughs> gonna be a whole new system to loading yes and so if next week's episode is late it's words growing pains if on january 6th everything goes awry you know why yeah <laughs> We should probably be careful saying that because things have gone awry on January 6th in the past. I know. So this will be a little different. Very different. No. Not nearly as consequential. Correct. Oh, my God. (laughs) So... No congressional hearings. But yeah, it's a it's a podcast network. It's the some of the guys that were people that were behind Cadence 13, which does goop and and uh, crooked media, which is John Favreau's collective of podcasts. They. They sold that to a big radio conglomerate, and now they're doing it again, and they, they invited us to partake. So we... we we're partaken. We're partaken. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're very excited. So they're supposed, they've got a, a little marketing wing that's supposed to try and help us get out there in front of people. So anyway, it shouldn't mean much to you, the listener, except maybe if next week's episode is late. <laughs> but beyond that, we'll we'll get that situated, I'm sure, and yeah. everything will be fine in the long run. But from what you hear, it shouldn't be any, any different. Nah, we're yeah. just excited about it on our yeah, end. Yeah, for sure. It's just kind of a cool thing to be invited to be a part of, and we are excited. Yay! 
Yeah. So what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Well, we are wrapping up the year for Peloton for us. Yes. And uh, so we're going to talk about porn because that seems like a good time. You had, um, you had me at porn. I know. Yes. Uh, that's true. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff that's just going on with Peloton, but like there's not a lot going on with instructors because of the holiday. Right. So it's pretty quiet on that front. However, there's a lot going on with Peloton in general. And we will talk about the stuff we do know about with instructors. And then we also have a visit from Angelo. He's going to be talking about, you know, the warm flavors of the season, like getting clean meal tips for soups and salad mm-hmm. instead of cold stuff that's gotcha. really healthy. And then we also have a visit from Dr. Jen talking about how to stay motivated now that it's cold. So <laughs> there's lots of topics. I'm sitting in a sweater. You have to know that here in St. Louis, I know it's happening a lot of places, right. so not complaining. And just the this is hilarious to me. Tomorrow morning we will get up. It will be 35 degrees. By noon, it will be 25 degrees. By 5 p.m. tomorrow, it will be negative five. Oof. That's our day. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I have my sweater on. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> we are prepared. Yes. <laughs> so awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us. So you never miss an episode. Maybe uh, leave us a review. That's always helpful and appreciated. It is. You can also find us on the Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out. Uh, while you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out where you can get these episodes ad free. A lot of times they get to you a little early. If the editors are done early, then we ship it to you early. And you also get a bonus content. Like if you're a Patreon subscriber, you already knew all the Gemini 13 stuff and you're like, I already know. All of this. In fact, you probably found out something that we didn't even say in that part. So look at that. So you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch all of these episodes. And don't forget, we have a, a newsletter. You can sign up for that at the clip where you get all the links and things like that sent to you on a weekly basis. So there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton in the news. So Christmas came early, and I do mean came. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tom. What's in your stocking? (laughs) So Peloton has been battling spam porn bots. And, you know, as much as we're pro Peloton around here, I'm kind of rooting for the porn bots. (laughs) How do you not root for porn bots? I mean... (laughs) seems like that's what most men say. Yeah. Most, most men have been replying, I didn't get one. Yeah. Or why is this a problem? <laughs> yeah. So many people have reached out to me. Tom, could you send me the... Just so I know what to be on the lookout for. I think people are like, oh, I'm like, you know, there's lots of porn on the internet. I know. Right? Like there's no... Uh, boys, there's men, no... you guys are so predictable. Like there's a little square this big that I has know. porn in it. And you're like, I want to see. <laughs> All I can think about is bill hicks used to have a routine about people going to see uh basic instinct he's like why there's like 90 minutes of dialogue and like two seconds of vagina do you know that there are movies where there's 90 minutes of vagina and two seconds of dialogue like if that's what you're going to the movie for that is inefficient. It is so <laughs> funny to me, like what pulls people in. But yeah, uh, yeah okay. So the <laughs> Peloton is asking that you do not uh, subscribe to these when you get a yeah. follower request. And they're also asking that you send an email 
of the name of the account that followed you to their their spam accounts email if you click on see more we can read off to people exactly what that Ooh, is and we want to see more <laughs> it is spam hyphen reports at onepeloton.com and they really wanted to to get on this right away to make sure that people were not offended or as For few sure. people that were offended as possible <laughs> they felt really bad about it and also there's you know all the joking aside there there are kids on the platform For sure, yeah you only have to be 13 to be able to use it so yeah. it is it is a problem like all joking aside yeah no <laughs> seriously it is that's it's good that they're getting out in front of it for sure yeah. for sure yeah although i will say my friend kevin who was <laughs> episode five episode five he was he's on real spoilers we're on that together and but he said so he didn't know this was happening but he got the email from peloton telling that says you know spam bot and, and the way it was written he thought that like he was in trouble like they thought he was doing it like the headline and he was like what is happening and then, then Kevin <laughs> follow the clip out yeah <laughs> he's like I listened to Tom talk enough in a week <laughs> he could just follow the page he would have yeah. known though <laughs> he does follow but I just thought it was interesting that since he didn't know what was going on his first thought was like because we him and I've been talking about we've both been getting all, a lot of PayPal scams lately where it's you know, like, oh, you violated something called this number that isn't really PayPal, but they do it in a way that it's hard to tell. And yeah, they're so. trying to, to suck you in. <laughs> See, this is why I married you. <laughs> so anyway, be on the lookout for porn, boys <laughs> and girls, if that's your jam. Well, I feel like most people are taking the steps necessary. Yes. So. At long last, at long last, indeed, there is a Hanukkah ride. Yeah, uh, there was a 20 minute Hanukkah ride and a 10 minute cool down ride, both by Bradley Rose, and they dropped Encore. They were not live. Gotcha. Boy, I I heard that, that the Hanukkah ride was really hard, though, because they told you it was 20 minutes, but it lasted for eight nights. I think I think <laughs> that some people would have been very happy if it had lasted for eight <laughs> nights. There has been a lot of discussion around this and. I am not going to waste my time with any negativity here. I will just say this. I personally am glad that Bradley Rose stepped up and did this. No, yeah. he's not Jewish. He talked about it on the ride. And uh, he also talked about the fact that he wanted to be an ally to Jewish people. Yeah. I believe in that. And uh, he said, and also somebody reached out to him before he did the ride, before the ride aired. And he said that he was honored to do the class. He truly believes it was important for someone to stand up with you and spread love and light this holiday season. I truly hope you and the community enjoy the ride. And for the most part, people have been very, complimentary yeah. uh, so Bradley Rose my hats off to you sir that was really needed and I'm so happy that you stepped up and I will also say yes we do have Jewish instructors it does not matter if they did not want to do the class or they did want to do the class and it doesn't matter why or why not they didn't want to do it it's yeah. none of our business the fact is it happened and we should all just be happy about that yeah and, and I'm glad that if the Jewish instructors, for whatever reason, did not want to host this ride, that it didn't prevent them from having the ride. I think they should get first ride of refusal for, for obvious absolutely. reasons. Absolutely. But if for whatever personal reason they just it didn't didn't click with them, didn't click with them, then I'm glad they figured out a way. And I just in my head, I all I could think was Irving Berlin wrote White Christmas, and he's Jewish, so Neil Diamond's got a Christmas album. Barbara Streisand's got a. It's okay. Like it's, you know, as long as you're not deliberately leaving out the people of that faith that wanted to do it, then 
I think the important thing is the community got a ride like this. I agree with you. And I got to say, I know I've, I've said this on <laughs> numerous episodes now, but I am just sick to death of all the complaints. Like no matter what people say or do or try to be positive, there is somebody that has a negative spin on it. And I don't think that some people realize that they suck all the air and positivity <laughs> out of the room. What is that movie that they talked about? Like that's that there was like they talked about how there's different like, my God, we watched a show and it was oh, my God, it was that vampire show on Netflix. That I really thought was kind of dumb. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> in, uh in the shadows or yeah yeah well that one character is like the guy that goes around <laughs> sucking all the yeah, life out of the room a, he's not a, a blood sucking vampire he just sucks the life and energy out of people like, yeah well yeah. all you negative people out there that's what you do and <laughs> it's just stop it <laughs> not saying you need to be pollyanna yeah but like let's not make an issue out of everything so it looks like we're going to get an extra day of in-studio activity for the public yeah. So I'd been getting this vibe for a while. I definitely, you know, I, I had asked about this to some Peloton folks and I was told, you know, mm, can't talk about that. Right. And uh, so, well, the instructors talked about it. So now we can talk about it. Yeah. It's happening in February. And I think for the record that we might be seeing more than one day added on next year. But uh, we will see how that all pans out. And this is for the London studio because Sam is the one that talked about it. Gotcha. Uh, but I think that this will also be for the New York studio. They have been in sync the whole time they've both been open. Oh, okay. So I think that there is every expectation that both studios will be adding Thursday to the agenda for February. So uh, as you guys go to start your classes, keep on the lookout for that. Yeah, that's great. I know that like so many people want to get in there. And I know at this point they can never open that studio up enough to accommodate the demand but anything that they can do to alleviate that pressure can only be a net positive except for the people who just hate to look at other people on bikes while they while they take their classes but right <laughs> it's so funny though how like if you've been around for any length of time like that only ever happened because of covid like so if 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 there had never been COVID, there would have always been people staring back at you. And I feel like from just like, obviously, I don't take classes, but from just what I hear people say and seeing you on it, it seems like they've gotten better about being able to to minimize people that kind of were look at me yeah. when they were on a ride? They, they have. I mean, now they're in a different place. They're on the left-hand side of the room. They're still visible the entire time, but they're not in the center of the room, right. which it makes a difference because whenever you're looking at the screen, the center of your room is in the center of screens for the most part. And so therefore it draws your eye to it. And so now those people are over to the left. Uh, however, the naysayers really like the way the London studio is set up, that there's a big I don't know, a board behind them instead of a mirror. And mm -hmm. they like that so that they can't see the people at all. That's what they want. But that's just not the way that the American studio has ever been. Yeah. And I personally hope they, they don't change that. Like I took... I haven't taken a live ride in a long time, and I saw that several of my friends were going to be on Jen Sherman's epic sing-along ride from this past weekend. So I decided to take that. And if you couldn't see the people, I would have been so sad yeah. because that really speaks to that class. Like you're literally singing along and they even added a microphone now <laughs> so that you can hear 
you can hear the people in the class singing. Oh, wow. That's new. That's yeah. never been done before. And they went around the room. They kept changing the view. And like as people were singing, like and they were doing their hands above their oh, head, cool. like it showed the whole room. And it, I mean, it filled my heart with yeah. joy to watch it. And so well, well, don't take that away. Especially when I feel like the whole point of Peloton was to replicate the in studio experience. experience. I know. So, and but there are people that just even people that had been a Peloton member before, they're just like, I don't like the people now. There are people that just like it disgusts them to watch now. Yeah. And because of that, I think you're always going to have days that have people in it, and always going to have days that don't have people in it. And I get that. Mm-hmm. And and I also think that's just because they want to film special events that have nothing to do with <laughs> that, that just they want to drop it encore and right. they want to have the ability to, to film that without dealing with people in the studio yeah so I, I always think that's going to be the case from here on out I don't think it'll ever go back to seven days a week I tend to agree and they especially if they're bringing in big names mm-hmm. they don't you know they won't don't it's wanna, a liability right they don't want to drag babyface or Bowen Yang through a whole crowd of people if they can avoid it yeah although I have heard there's like like something like 10 or 11 entrances into that studio. Oh, like really? there's a lot of secret entrances and no, I don't want people to go look for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's like ways for the instructors to get into the studio. So therefore people who are coming in as celebrities might have special entrances. Yeah. They can come it's in. just interesting that if that's the case that they don't seem to use it. Like the, the one day when we were there, like, you know, Cody just came walking through and he was barreling through. Like you could tell he was just trying to send off the vibe of like, I'm late. Let me get to where I need to be. Not in a shitty way, but, you know, but uh, that if there were those other options, I'm surprised that he didn't. I mean, who knows, though, like maybe it's walking further, like maybe you can't get dropped off in an easy spot from right. an Uber or whatever. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> That's true. These are questions I don't know the answer to. Well, figure it out. Your clip crystal. Damn it. <laughs> There has also been a change in the pricing. Yes, we've been talking about changes that are coming in January and they are beginning to drop. So we have one that for the app, you can get 12 months of membership for the price of 10. So basically you get two months free. Also, you can switch it. If you already have a Peloton membership, you could cancel your subscription and switch to annual billing. And they say you will not lose any account data or workout history. Now, this is for app only. 12, this is for $129 a year. So that's 12 months of paying for $12.99 or $12.29, I guess. Whatever it $12.99. is. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, it, but it's it's for that, not the all access one. Gotcha. So just want to be very clear. Do you think we'll see something like that for all access? Mm. Okay. But just between you and me, do you do you think you'll see that? I think most of the changes they are planning to make are to the app. That's my, That's my feeling. That's your gut? Mm-hmm. I don't think that right now they're focused on that membership changing. I think... I think the all access they made changes to last year. I'm not saying there won't be any more ever. Right. But I think right now the focus is on the app pricing. Okay. Peloton and Logan were uh, spotlighted for hosting the first ever in-person adaptive fitness class. Yeah. You might remember back on December 3rd that they celebrated International Day of Persons with Disabilities and they had a special event at Peloton Studios in partnership with the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. They had over 20 members affiliated with the Reeve Foundation for two in-person classes. One was an adaptive strength and one was an indoor run. So I know we talked about this already a couple weeks ago, but we just thought it was really cool that it was getting Peloton had done a press release about it and that it is getting press for having done this. Absolutely. It's a very cool thing. 
Well, if you like shop the class on the bike, you'll love it on the tread. Now you can shop the class on the tread. So for those of you saying, I don't want more ads served to me, yada, yada, I'm crabby about this. Just remember, it is only during the last minute. It's literally during the cool down. You don't see it until the last minute. And when that happens, you still don't have to click on it. It's just an option, say, like these looks, you can click on this and then it will send you an email and you can purchase the looks if you would like to. You are uh, not required to click on it. You don't have to have it sent to your email. It is very low key. It's not even a true ad. It's more just a call to action. So I think that it's smart of Peloton. And yeah. I think we're going to see more things like this. Absolutely. I think it's it's a really cool feature because so many people do want to know what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. We, you get asked that all the time. I was gonna say, I said we like anyone's ever asked me anything. They just ask me to send them the porn screen. Grabs, <laughs> which That's a fair delineation of duties. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'll send the clothes. You send the porn. The, the so non clothes. You send non clothes. I send right. clothes. See, yeah, it's very mm-hmm, yin and yang. Yeah. So, but no, I think this is smart. People, by and large, want it, and it's better than having you know ads for Coke scrolling across the bottom or things like that. And also, you know, we're gonna get to it later. But like, there's a Whitney Houston artist collaboration coming up, right? You don't think that's an ad? That's an ad. It is. There's a Whitney Houston biopic coming out in two days. I promise you that's that's an ad. Like, I'm not saying that money even changed hands. Nope. But if you don't think that the Whitney Houston camp agreed to a Peloton ride two days before the biopic opened as a way to raise awareness overall of Whitney Houston, you are crazy pants. Mm-hmm. So like you're getting ads all the time. It's so all of these yeah. artist series are linked to things. Yeah. I mean, they're almost all linked yeah. to things that are happening with the artist. You got Taylor Swift because of the midnight album mm-hmm. came out and the tour was launching and blah, blah, blah. Like it's all, it's all an ad. That's why that's why it's so much work for these guys to get the these artist series done. And and it's also why that you can't just be like, well, I want whichever artist. Right. You can't do that because it has to, it has to be relevant at yeah. that moment. And it's not always. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, why do you think an actor's on The Tonight Show? Because they have a movie or a TV show coming yeah. out. Like that's it's called Making the Rounds. Yeah. That's what that's how how it works. I think most people know this. I do too. The Peloton cooldown has been released. I always love seeing these stats. Uh, I know you do. <laughs> you like your numbers. I do. I mean, that's pretty freaking impressive. What is that? 15 billion? Yes. 15 billion minutes spent working out from the Peloton community. That's pretty dang cool. There have been 594 million high fives given most of them from my stalker. Yeah, a hundred and nineteen million kilometers traveled in scenic classes. Seen that's just the scenic classes. It's oh, this is where we picked this up from Peloton UK. I was like, it's interesting that they measured it in kilometers. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I love this: a hundred and seventy-three million workouts taken between eight and eleven a.m. Yeah, I am definitely one of those people. I love these stats. Yeah. I do. I think it's so fun to see. Forbes.com has a review of the guide. Yeah. the I feel like Peloton is doing a big push right now for the guide. I've seen several of the stores posting about the guide. I have seen both of the Peloton Facebook pages post about the, well, I guess all three posting about the guide and like, hey, we have it in stores. It's the perfect gift. Well, they, they got Forbes 
in in line to do a little a little write up on it and they are saying that hey it is the perfect fitness gift for somebody who is looking to stay fit or to get fit i thought the article was interesting because it kind of started from the perspective of why do we need a guide what's it for like they were skeptical when it came out a year ago and now that it's been out for a year they've kind of come around on it which I thought was interesting. I think it is. And I also think, I think that's the case for a lot of people. Yeah. It may not be something you use all the time, but if you like to do strength, it, it is fun to be able to see, to be able to see yourself next to the instructor. So you can check your form. Yeah. And I think that they do have a really cool thing going with the weights now that you can like say, okay, I have five pound weights and 10 pound weights. And I always use my five pound with my bicep curls. And it remembers all that for you now. Yeah. So that is a huge improvement. And I hope that they continue to launch improvements like this. I also think it it's very smart that they're pushing it around the holidays because its price point is so much lower than a regular piece of equipment. And if you have a friend or a loved one who loves their Peloton but hasn't pulled the trigger on the guide, yeah. this is a much more affordable way to kind of feed their Peloton addiction than obviously, you, you know, you got to really like somebody to be like, here's a tread. Here's a rower. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, Through a guide at them. I mean, obviously, there are some people that still don't want to spend sure. you know, 250 and, and there on are some people that you don't want to spend that on. Absolutely. <laughs> but but I, some I, people are $20 people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> I do. I do. But like, if you didn't have a guide, I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's yeah. just throw a guide and now she's got everything. Yeah. You know, so no, I think it's smart. I do too. So there was a AMA, which means ask me anything over on Reddit. And they were talking to some row instructors. Yes. Katie and Alex. And one of the row designers. Nick Breezer. Okay. And they had some interesting information over there. They did. And more, most importantly, well, I'll start with this one because this is not the most important one, but they talked about how you can do a just row and you can set a distance goal. So if you wanted to like pace yourself or test yourself to be like, mm -hmm. how fast can I get to 500 meters or 2K meters, whatever right. you want to do? You can do that by going to just row and setting a distance goal and set it to the desired distance. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good way to kind of test yourself over time. Gotcha. You, almost like an FTP test, right? Like okay. here's here's how far I can go. Here's how fast I can do it. Gotcha. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. That was one thing that really stood out to me. It, this was just interesting to me that, that they talked about, somebody talked about, can you measure rowing with like a power meter does with bikes like okay. is there a way to do that and they answered nick the design one of the design people answered the peloton row relies on various measurement algorithms that continuously self-calibrate to measure power accurately while the row's drivetrain doesn't rely on a load cell the way that a bike plus does it can still measure power with very high accuracy so i just thought that was interesting because yeah. a lot of people talk about that one other thing i did not grab a snapshot of but i wanted to talk about was that I have been hearing people complain about some of the noises that it makes. Like they're like, oh my God, this makes noises. Why is it making noises? Oh my God. And it's because the way that the drivetrain, as they call it, goes in and out, it still makes some noise because right. it's going to it's gonna sometimes be a little bit faster on the release, sometimes a little bit slower due to the drag. But I think that that is also because a lot of people, including myself, have been saying it's like, completely silent so they're surprised there's any sound yeah, yeah so so some noise is normal like that you're going to hear whenever you're you're pulling the handle in and out there is a normal i would say it's not continuous but it is there is some noise like you can hear it almost clicking like it's kind of 
like engaging or disengaging. Gotcha. Uh, and that's normal. So, yeah. See, I mean, I just from the little bit I've seen, it seems normal that when there's in and out, you're going to get some noise. Mm-hmm, it's that's mm-hmm. how you know you're doing it right. 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 Exactly. So, mm-hmm. And uh, the more noise, the faster the release. <laughs> what? Uh, Oh my! Um, and then uh, I'm just giving rowing tips, honey. <laughs> Thank you. So that's my you... gift to you this holiday season. <laughs> you are welcome. Uh, they also said there's going to be like a guide that's going to have like noises, so that you can be like, "This is a normal noise," and okay. you'll be able to test it. Uh, I the... don't like to. I, I like let's normalize all the noises, mm. right? Like whatever noise needs to be made. You don't want to like it's okay by me. No noise shaming. No noise shaming okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. It's a equal opportunity noisemaker. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, but the most interesting thing that came yes. out with the AMA is that somebody wanted to know, hey, am I going to be able to take rowing classes on the app? And I mean Peloton really kind of already said this, but just in case you still felt like you didn't know, <laughs> the row classes are currently available only on the row, but in the future they will be on the app. No, we don't have a date. But there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's from the designer. It's happening. It's just a matter of when. If you needed a 19th source on that, here's mm-hmm. a 20th. Yeah. they. I mean, they've literally said it won't be available at the beginning. I don't know what other words you guys need to hear. But for those yeah. of you still questioning it, that is straight from Peloton. It's happening. It's just a matter of when. So pass it along to anybody that asks. And coming up after this, Dr. Jen has tips on how to stay motivated now that it's dark and cold and dark. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to Gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at Gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these 
I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the <laughs> best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. And cold. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She also has an app called No More Diets that you might want to check out. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hello. So good to have you back. Okay, so this is a tough one. This is from Diana Volk. She is looking for some motivation because it is cold outside here in the Midwest anyway. And uh, now it's sweatsuit season. How do you get up and get moving? Well, first of all, I think that if you're struggling with sweatsuit season, you're probably motivated by some of the wrong things. Like on one hand, like, yeah, I get the cozy, like it's hard to change into your exercise clothes when it's cold and all of that. But if you're finding that you're like, oh, I'm dressing in layers, so now I don't need to exercise, your exercise is probably too focused on weight. And it's time to find another why. In general, I don't like connecting exercise and weight, and I know people do it all the time, but I think that it is really detrimental that there's so many other reasons to exercise for health, for endurance, for getting better, stronger bones, flexibility, strength, you know, like there are just so many other reasons. And I think that it's important to really reevaluate your why and to also to kind of shake it up and find some new and different classes. Like if you're someone who kind of sticks to the bike and the tread, starting some strength classes or some Pilates or some yoga, like shake it up a bit. Sometimes we just need variety or try a new instructor or try a new series or try the rower, you know, try something different or, you know, an outdoor run instead of an indoor run, even though it's cold, but like, it can be kind of fun to like, layer up and like go out into the cold when I lived in bots and I had some amazing runs like in the freezing cold yeah so really trying to shake it up and change your why is, is key here yeah that's that's a good point I do like to run outside in the cold but you have to be in the right headspace for it. it's not like you can just wake up at 5 a.m any day and just be like I got this you got to be like in the right headspace for I don't that. think you should wake up at 5 a.m any day I know you don't <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when you should be going to sleep <laughs> I get your point about disconnecting it from weight loss, but that's difficult because it's like it's such an easy quantifiable metric. Like I know that with my own journey, like I I have to remind myself, especially now that the scale doesn't really move all that much for me anymore. And some some days that does feel like a failure because because that's what you've been doing. That's been the easy, like I said, quantifiable metric and that it's difficult to shift that thinking. But you you totally just made my point. No, no, I'm green. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like, look, you're at your goal weight. So, like, 
weight can't be your motivator because you're not getting that gratification. And, and to me, like you can't control how your body responds to exercise. So your why can't be something that is that out of your control, or it's going to set you up for failure. It's going to set you up to not be motivated. But if you're able to look at it in different ways, like, I mean, I even look at, you know, three years ago, I was struggling to carry in a case of water. And now it's easy for me. Like now I can like put it on my hip. I can like <laughs> throw it around. You know? like, and, and that's like, it's a, it's a small little thing, but it makes me go, Oh wow. My strength workouts are really working or, you know, just running up the stairs. Like I'm not out of breath at all. I feel like I have a different set of lungs. And I think that there, that it's important for people to look at what other things motivate you. And, you know, look, you guys know, I've talked about a lot. My why is I want to live a long time. I want to be able to dance at my grandchildren's wedding that like, I want to be here for as long as possible. And when I feel like, Oh, like, I don't know that I want to get on, on the tread. I think about my kids. I think about, well, how long do you want to be here to see them? What can you do to help extend your life and make the odds be in your favor for this? So, you know, it's, I think oftentimes people get so focused on weight and bodies that they forget all the other amazing benefits that exercise have has and also just mood like it helps you sleep better it helps reduce anxiety it helps depression getting some serotonin getting some endorphins all that sort of stuff and i know you don't get it in the beginning and some people say like i've never had it but like (laughs) yeah look the more the more fit you get the better your cardio gets, the better your chances of getting those bursts of energy. Definitely. I don't have to ask Crystal to open jars for me anymore. So that's nice. <laughs> there you go. And whenever I'm hustling you across uh, some kind of place, we gotta, we're late. We have no problem. You have no problem doing that anymore, Tom. And that story you guys shared really is like the perfect story of when you guys were running late and you had to run back to your car to get something you had forgotten and then ran back to the event you were at and neither of you were out of breath especially tom like that's that's the why like yeah. for sure you can like live at a different level than you did before is amazing and that's like such a concrete measure of like you are healthier. Your lungs are in better condition. Like you are stronger. You like, it's so cool. I agree. I've improved my lungs so much. I can start smoking now. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Got myself some no, wiggle room there. So well, <laughs> thank you so much for all of that. Until next time, where can people find you? You can find me on all social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. You can also find me on InStyle magazine. I have a weekly column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen. Wonderful. Thank you. Instructors in the news. Selena Samuela had her baby. She did. Finally. <laughs> uh Torin James Virtue was born on December 17th, and she says, ready to shreddy. (laughs) (laughs) Right on the first day? Yeah. Like, I would think that, like, that's a rest day. Mm. Nope. That's, I mean, I'm not a fitness instructor, in case no one's (laughs) noticed, but it seems to me you're getting 
pushed through a birth canal. <laughs> you get to take a break, both of you. Okay. Well, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but anyway, congrats to Selena and family. Beautiful baby boy. We are so happy your baby is here. So are there any... I think all the instructors have now had their children. They're all out into the wild. Yes, that okay. we know of. Hey, there could be another pregnant instructor we don't know about. Yeah, we'll have to ask Erica McLean. Mm-hmm. She'll know. Before. Erica, she'll pull know, out those cards. She'll know before the pregnant woman. On <laughs> <laughs> Robin Arzan was on Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. Is that any relation? I don't Mark know. Zuckerberg? I'm going to go with, yeah. It seems like that's the sort of way the world works. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Cronies can be female. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm equal opportunity with my side eye. Yeah. So, yeah, Crypto Cafe. And that's on Sirius XM. So, I mean. Podcast. Sirius XM podcast. Sure. Yeah. They're also a podcast network now. But that's pretty reputable i guess it's about as reputable as a cryptocurrency podcast can get right yeah and i i really think this was more about her talking about her web3 thing which yeah. i know can have cryptocurrency right, and, right. but so, it's not the the main driver right. of the conversation was my point so speaking of podcast emma lovewell was on the new york her podcast with caroline gotta say that part if you say so yeah okay well it's all scripty oh i see yeah with caroline yeah so, uh, yep, she was there. Looks like she was on uh, via Zoom. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how everybody does that stuff. I know, days. I know. Yeah. I just I can't help but find it interesting. That's all, because she had this big background behind her. Like there was somebody that was going to be in studio with her. Oh, that's, gotcha. That's why. That's why I said that. Like yeah. I wasn't being. Shitty. It was just like kind of changed things. I'm sure up. it's like in a perfect world they'd love you to come in studio. Yeah, but they also know that that's not always achievable. Well, I mean. COVID is making another ugly comeback. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that there's a lot of places that they're wearing masks again in New York. And so they're probably trying to limit that again. Yeah, that makes sense. Rebecca Kennedy has uh, new strength programs for the guide. Well, so does Ben Aldis. Well, he didn't put it on Instagram. He did. Well, you didn't send me the him He's putting it right on there. Instagram. He's right there. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you met him, hey, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> My word. <laughs> yes, uh, there's going to be new ones coming. It's going to be Straight to the Core with Rebecca and The Stronger You with Ben Aldis, which cracks me up because that is such a tonal title. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's coming out. It's going to be Guide Exclusive January 2023. So seven weeks later, everybody else can get it. Cool. So if you if you don't have that guide, it's on sale right, right. now. It's the perfect time, like we were talking about early. Grab it so you can be one of the first people to have the brand new programs. Shape Magazine has a, a pretty lengthy article spotlighting a multitude of instructors. Yes, this was published back on December 15th. It's three Peloton instructors. This is called the Motivation Issue. So it was like all things motivational. And I, I have mean, an issue with motivation. So <laughs> and if you're if you're going to have a motivation issue, you absolutely need to include Peloton for sure. So they included Camilla Ramon and they also had, of course, Jess Sims and Callie Gulickson. So all three were highlighted and uh, talked about all things Peloton and what motivates them and and their cool workout gear as well. Yeah. It's a very lengthy article. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Some of them you get them and they're like three paragraphs. Like this but was, this, this goes is, on and on. Yeah. I know you can't see it, but Tom has been scrolling for a while. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> still scrolling. 
There we go. <laughs> this article is so long it has credits. Photographer, hair and makeup, editorial director. I know. I always see I always see hair and makeup Lindsay Buckaloo. Uh, I have no idea if I'm saying her her name correctly, but I see her tagged on Instagram all the time. I'm like, yeah. we should have her on the show. Yeah. We should be on the show. Uh, I would love to hear that. For sure. Mm-hmm. Rad Lopez was featured on the PIX11 News. Yeah, and uh, he talked. He represented everything Peloton and talked about how much he loves what he does and gets to do it every day. And so. that's Channel 11 in New York, if people are wondering what the hell that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. But good for Rad. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I have all of media stored in my brain. I do know. <laughs> I do know. Isn't that the isn't that the TV station that randomly interviewed you in New York that time no, we were there? That for- was TV one. Okay. Because okay. I was like, wait. Can you introduce me to Robin Scherbatsky? <laughs> because that was the channel that Robin Scherbatsky from on, on uh, How I Met Your Mother worked for. And the lady just started laughing. <laughs> I was like, sorry, do you get asked that all the time? And she's like, you're literally the first person. That's ever asked <laughs> I was like, well, then people are weird. Why yeah, wouldn't you want to meet? Everybody should be asking that. Robin Sparkles. <laughs> My God, I love that show. <laughs> but yeah, we were flying home, I guess, the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Right. And they yeah. stopped us. They're like, how's the holiday? airport traffic i'm like well it's good enough that i can stop and talk to you (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was pretty random yeah and then she's like oh i can tell by your accent you're from the midwest you'd stop and talk to anybody and i was like well that's just truthfully hurtful (laughs) (laughs) hashtag facts it can be both yes coming up after this angelo has clean meal tips the soup and salad edition for you clip out Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer your nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Oh, we appreciate (laughs) you. And I have a question from Liz Beam. She says that her go-to meals are smoothies and salads, but she's always cold in the winter. Do you have any warm salad or soup ideas that are easy? She quotes, she says, very easy and clean. (laughs) Liz, I have no warm salad recommendations. I am so sorry. (laughs) None whatsoever. (laughs) However, I have lots of warm vegetable recommendations, which is kind of like a salad. It's at least the same color, same food group. I typically recommend against warm salads, um, but I have lots of warm food recommendations. <laughs> so I am a big fan of quick and easy. I'm a fan of portable, low perishable and things that you can take on the go. And this time of year, I'm the same way. I love soups. I love warm things. I love quick things. And I'm a big fan, of course, of smoothies and salads. Based on what you're telling me, without knowing more about your preference and palate, I think there's going to be some great soup options and stew options that you could make. My wife recently has been eating a a lot of uh, split pea soups as a base. But what you can do is you can actually very simply add things to that. Uh, You can do the same thing with a broth based, you know, just a chicken broth or beef broth, whatever you prefer, and just add in some quick vegetables, even popping. I know it's a a sin to pop a can, but you can pop a can. You can even get organic vegetables canned uh, if you know where to look. I'm a big fan of things like mixed veggies, like the peas and carrots and things like that, that can be quickly, easily added to a, a broth turned into a stew. You can put in any meat, 
protein, even tofu can work. It takes on the flavor of whatever you're making. A ratatouille, you can use some slow digesting carbohydrates such as just replace the white potato with a rice, like a quinoa, brown rice, a jasmine, wild rice to add bulk to your stew or to your soup. And it won't add a lot of calories. And it's something that's really quick. There's other quick options because it sounds like that's probably why you're doing the smoothies, Liz, is because you just want something real fast and on the go. So I'd encourage you, the fruit is still fast and on the go. You know, you could do some grapes, you can do an apple. These are portable things. They're quick and easy to grab. Maybe you can get a little bit of protein and fat via a handful of almonds, grab an apple and you can run out the door and you're good to go. That's quick. That's easy. It doesn't take a lot of time. I have some clients who are um, in the medical field, surgeons, and they're always coming to me saying, well, here's here's the situation. I'm in operation during these hours. I have somebody open on the table, you know, and if I'm going to scrub out, I need something I can eat in five minutes. So for these individuals and people who are really on the go, there are ways to get quality, quality nutrition. I use softer proteins. I'm a big fan of ground turkey. We do kind of a, a goulash of brown of ground turkey, black beans, brown rice mixed together. And basically what you have is the contents of a burrito, but just the healthiest ingredients without the tortilla shell that adds unnecessary carbohydrates. And for some really hardcore clients, I've had them actually add green beans out of a can. I know, I know it's a sin, <laughs> but it's fast. It's something that's really easy. You can put it in the microwave. You can have some green beans and because they're soft, you can digest it really quick. Uh, so those are just to give you a wide range of ideas because what, you know, sounds good to one person doesn't necessarily sound good to another person, but individually think of those ingredients, beans, rice, ground turkey, lean, extra lean ground beef. Those things are really quick. They work really well. You can do the same thing with like shredded chicken, things along those lines. You can make yourself up a stew. You can make yourself up a broth and you can still do smoothie beverages. Just instead of making them frothy with ice, just make them in water and let them chill instead of in the freezer, just put them on the counter for a few minutes and you'll have a cool drink, but not a cold mm. drink. And those are still great options that work. You can add some protein powder on the run. Hopefully I've given you at least an idea or two mixed in there that you can uh, run with Liz that'll help you out. Those were really good ideas. I just have to give a plug for the MetPro website, metpro.co slash academy. If you go out there, there's a whole section of recipes and there's a soup roundup. I've, I've nice. been using a lot for people lately. So. <laughs> Very good. Awesome. And if people would like stuff like this tailor-made for their fitness goals, where can they find you? Metpro.co slash TCO. We'd love to visit with you guys. Thank you. Peloton Artist Collaboration. Another week, another artist collaboration, this time with the legendary Whitney Houston. Yes. Hey, did you know that she has a biopic coming out? That's an ad and I want no part of it, <laughs> said the guy who just came, got done reading an ad. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm always uh, happy when the artist collaborations are someone I've heard of. I know. I know. I think a lot of us feel that way. Yeah. Truly. Uh, it's it's just comforting. Like, you know, oh, I'm not so old. Right. Yeah. But you are. Yeah. You are I old. remember. I remember. I was so 
and like I just loved Whitney Houston's music when I was a teenager and Mm -hmm. I remember going to the state fair yeah the fair and I won a Whitney Houston poster for my wall how about that I was very excited (laughs) I thought you were gonna say Whitney Houston was at the state fair oh god no well she wasn't always a big deal it's Missouri that's fair come on (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't have any song about tractors right I'm not gonna let her at the state fair in Missouri no No. she was like I want to dance with somebody and they were like I don't know if we should allow dancing around here we don't even allow the eight (laughs) counties we don't even allow dancing Footloose is a Greek tragedy in this town. <laughs> we want no part of that. Yeah. I so. uh, I just still remember Whitney Houston from Silver Spoons. What? You she remember, was on Silver Spoons? You don't remember the Whitney Houston Silver Spoons episode? No. Where she, her and the dad's assistant fall in love, but she has to go be with her career. I think maybe it was he couldn't handle kind of being second fiddle, like in her shadow kind of a thing. Was she know. playing herself? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Like, it was very, very early in her career. Yeah, no, like, I think I, she had a hit. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-mm. But it's a big variety of instructors that will be joining this particular artist series. We've got German instructors, UK instructors, and, of course, American instructors. So it's across the board. For people watching on YouTube, here is Whitney Houston on Silver Spoons. oh my gosh i did not make this up 1985 y'all yeah this actually occurred she was on silver spoon starring richie rick ricky oh ricky schroeder before he became a nut job oh that's and uh, good old days and then the man who would be carlton (laughs) oh my god is that really yeah i know nothing about this this is so funny yeah but yeah then the Oh, so, look at him. Yeah. So, so that's the uh, the dad's assistant. And then they become an item. And then but she's going to be a big star. And, and they, they just have to go their separate ways. So, so it's Ricky, not Richie. Right. I must be getting Silver Spoons and Richie Rich mixed up. Yeah. In my defense, they look alike. They do look alike. Although I think now he's Rick Schroeder. Oh, wow. Well. He's a man. Okay. That's for the best. Take the Y out. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, that was a little rabbit hole. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love my pop culture rabbit holes. I do. I do. I had noticed that. Oh, my God. Carlton looks so young. And he was working way before that because he's the kid in the Michael Jackson Pepsi commercial. That's how he first became famous. So so he was in the Michael because he could do the moonwalk and then. Because for a while, nobody knew how to do the moonwalk. Well, it yeah, was, it was hard to do. Yeah. And so he and so he's in the Pepsi commercial with Michael Jackson. And then it, that launches his career. And then he ends up replacing. So in the season one of Silver Spoons, Ricky Schroeder's friend that you saw all the time was played by Jason Bateman. I remember that, too. Yeah, and it was a much better show. And then Jason Bateman spun off into his own show with it was weird. He played a different character, but the character personality traits were virtually identical. It could have totally been a spinoff, but they didn't make it one. But it was called It's Your Move, and it's maybe the best forgotten 80s sitcom ever. I love when you go rogue. Yeah. And he he plays like a con artist, but he's a high school kid. And like and he's always like like basically coming up with these big elaborate scams. And it was a really funny show. I was just training for Ozark. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But I think someone uh, finally leaked it on YouTube. Last I checked, you can see all there's only like 12 or 13 episodes and they're all available on YouTube with like a 14 year old Jason Bateman. So go check it out. Peloton birthdays.
So we missed one last week. We did. But we're backing up because we don't want anyone to feel left out because I'm sure she listens all the time. Right. But on <laughs> December 18th, it was Camilla Ramon's birthday. Happy birthday. And then coming up after this, we're going to interview Mindy Shire. She is the creator of Runway of Dreams, which you've heard us talk about in the past. We got to go and check out their show in New York, and it was a blast. But she's going to tell us all about Runway of Dreams and, of course, her love of Peloton. And that's coming up right after this. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Mindy Shire. Hey, Mindy, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Great. We are so excited you are here. And for people who don't know, you are the founder of Runway of Dreams. So we were so honored to be able to come to your event a few months ago. The the so fashion event was so amazing. We are so just in love. Well, we with had a your... great host. Yeah. yeah, you did. And your organization is just so cool. We think everything you're doing is just amazing. Thank you. I am so curious in the whole grand scheme of the timeline. When did you find Peloton? Like, how did you decide I'm going to get the Peloton? Sure. Like many other people, it definitely came about around the COVID time when I love spinning. I love it. It's almost a little therapeutic for me. And when that element of not being able to go to a spin studio went away, that's when we decided to get it. I actually was very manipulative that I <laughs> said that it was for my husband's birthday. Oh. It was really for me. Okay. <laughs> Does he ever use the Peloton? I mean, well, I nag him enough, but yes, <laughs> definitely does. So it's kind of like when men get their wives' lingerie for Valentine's Day. A hundred percent. We say well it's said. for them. It's exactly that. But really, yes. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I got you the best birthday present of all time. (laughs) And I will be using it all the time. (laughs) So were you going to like spin classes pretty often before COVID hit or were you like, I was like a three time a weeker. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Do you feel like you still do three times a week or has that changed since you have the bike at home? It has changed, but it's more flexibility. Like my schedule was very rigid mm-hmm. when I was going to a studio, but now I can do it anytime I want. I can take any type of class that I want. If I just feel like my arms look a little saggy, I run and just do a 10 minute arm situation. So I think it's actually has added much more flexibility to my life. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess one of the things I was wondering is, do you stick pretty much just with a bike? You just said you do some strength. So do you have some strength in there? Are those two modalities you stick with or do you kind of throw some other things in there too? When my daughter comes home from college, she really likes the boot camps. Ah. So that's when I do those, although I cry. I mean, I love it so much because I really feel it the next day, but she motivates me to do it. And it's good because at my age, you definitely need a little bit more of a balance, not just the spinning piece. Yeah, the strength is good. It's really good for you. It's good for everybody. Yes, I know. <laughs> and, I, and it's so good that we're having this little chat because now I'm going to feel even more guilty not doing it more often and more types of classes. Well, so I'm thanks. so glad I could make you feel yeah. terrible. Awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of people like that, though. I think people generally lean toward more strength or they lean toward more cardio. And Mm -hmm. so you're a cardio person. Nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, Tom's the opposite. He hates cardio. Hate like, it. Hates it. Hate it. You do. Yeah. yeah. You prefer the strength. I prefer none of it. But... <laughs> I love the honesty. Yeah. Exercise oh. is the worst. I don't understand you people and how you <laughs> like it so much, but I get zero enjoyment out of it. None. Yeah. Fun. So, but... Wow, that's refreshing. Yeah. I love it. So, But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do strength just because I don't like being out of breath and my heart rate. I don't like being sweaty. Now that you don't get sweaty with strength, but not in the same way. I just, yeah, the all about it. I'm just like, I don't like it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 All right. So I'm curious if you don't mind telling people the story of how you started Runway of Dreams. Like, how did that become a thing? So I'm actually a fashion designer by trade, and I'm also the mom of now an almost 18-year-old son, Oliver, who has a rare form of muscular dystrophy. And when he was young, like in the about to go to school age, it became very clear that he was going to having challenges with dressing himself. The very thing that I love more than anything is getting dressed every day. And for Oliver, it was a daily reminder of what he could not do, which are buttons and zippers and putting pants over his leg braces, tying his shoes, etc. So he basically wore a uniform every day of sweatpants and a t-shirt, maybe a sweatshirt, because that was the only articles of clothing that he could independently dress himself until he was eight. And he came home from school and he said, Mom, I want to wear jeans. I don't understand why everybody else gets to wear jeans except for me. And it was such a kick in the stomach moment, not only as a mom, but somebody that dedicated my whole career to the fashion industry. I needed my eight-year-old to remind me of how powerful clothing is in terms of your confidence, your self-esteem. It is your identifier to who you are in the world. And this was back in 2013. And I decided to take my background and have a small goal, very sarcastic there, <laughs> changing the fashion industry to be inclusive of people with disabilities. And that's really when I launched Runway of Dreams to help the industry not only understand that people with disabilities make up the largest minority on our planet, estimated at 1.8 billion people, but it's also estimated that someday there may be more people on the planet with a disability than not. And with those type of statistics, it's almost mind-blowing that we are not thinking about making products such as clothing, accessories, footwear that allow for millions more people to be able to wear the same products. This actually is an example behind me of the first piece that we did in, in 2016, we launched with Tommy Hilfiger and made fashion history by developing the first ever mainstream adaptive clothing line. And this shirt back here is a typical Tommy button front shirt that we made that it closes, that it's magnets instead of buttons. And that really is the genesis of how we now work with the industry to help them understand that just because something has been done in a certain way before doesn't mean that that's A, the only way, and B, there isn't a better way. Yeah, but I just can't even imagine how you take something that you quote unquote call a small goal, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and like, where do you even start with that? Clearly, you had contacts, but like that just seems like an overwhelming people have done it X, Y, Z, like you said, forever. How do you even approach that conversation? I think when you are in a space that has never been done before, 
I think that it almost in an odd way makes it a little bit easier because anytime I made a little movement or I actually got in the door to talk to the team at Tommy Hilfiger, it was such a huge success because it hadn't been done before. Nobody got that far. So anytime that I had a bit of a milestone, it was so much more than had ever been done. So, and I had nothing to lose. There were zero mainstream brands that were in the adaptive space. So you had no competitors. (laughs) And exactly. I had absolutely nothing to lose. So truly in a way that, yes, it's harder on the front end that I am trying to push a boulder up a mountain (laughs) because believe me, I could paper this office in the amount of no's that I got or good for you. What a great idea. (laughs) We'll be rooting from the sidelines type of let us know when you get there. hundred percent. Yeah. And I was like, I'll show you. And look, we're still at the place that we are scratching the surface. But the fact that we launched with Tommy in 2016 and we had one brand on our runway to where we were in 2022 with Logan being our MC, we had 13 brands on the runway is extraordinary. It is. Yeah. And so I guess New York Fashion Week, you're the only show with multiple brands presenting simultaneously. Correct. Which is amazing that they all kind of what's funny. I was like, on the one hand, they'll all for one night kind of work together. But you could tell in the room that (laughs) they still don't like each other. (laughs) They were still very divided. Yes, yes. They were all there together. And that's a really, really important call out because. That in itself, to have competing brands, to have Target, Kohl's, and JCPenney all on one runway for the same kind of mission, and we are going to do this together as an industry, is really amazing progress. It was still very much like an eighth grade dance, though, right? Like all the boys are on one side, all the girls were on the other. (laughs) So was there any pushback to getting them all in one room like that? Was anybody like, no, it's either us or nobody? Or was there trepidation? Fortunately, no. I really think that the brands are in it for the right reasons, Mm -hmm. truly and authentically. And having more brands to be able to come into this space only allows for like the best peer pressure ever. Because the brands that were in the room that are not in the space are now like, we are behind, Right, we got to get caught up, we need to be on the runway next year. Silence is deafening. Deafening. Yeah. So I'm curious, from a business aspect, like there are so many different permutations of disabilities that you might have adaptive needs for that are unique. How do they kind of decide this is a fit that will service enough people? Because at the end of the day, it still has to be profitable or at least revenue neutral. Absolutely. And I think that's really one of the reasons why it took so long for this to happen is because when you look at it from the vantage point of the immense diversity amongst disabilities, I mean, Oliver has muscular dystrophy. There are 40, 40 different strains of just muscular dystrophy that affect the body very differently. So when you multiply that out by the 1.8 billion people, that's an enormously overwhelming task that I think brands were like, "Mm, no, thank you. And believe me, this was from, it's not like I woke up one day and I was like, this is how we're going to do it. (laughs) I did a year's worth of research. That's all I did. I did focus groups. I did surveys. I went to hospitals. I went to PT, OTs, everybody 
to really get and understand where are their commonalities between vastly different disabilities and clothing challenges. And it was really about the approach of allowing many, many, many more people to be able to wear the same product. So the example that I showed before, closures were the number one challenge amongst both physical and cognitive disabilities, whether it's not having the understanding of putting a button through a buttonhole or it's not having the ability to physically put a button through a buttonhole. So by just changing the way that the product closed helped so many different categories of disabilities. So when you look at it from that perspective of modifying what already exists, that was the way in that it's ease of dressing. It's making it possible for more people to wear the same product. And on the other side, because there's a huge part of the population that's never going to be able to dress themselves, that they need a caregiver full time. The amount of time that it takes for a caregiver to dress another person is almost cut in half now or even more than that because it's so much easier to dress the person with modification. So rather than taking it by category of how are we going to help people with disabilities versus people with cerebral palsy, it was really zooming out and saying, how can we modify product to allow more people to wear the same product? One of the things that struck me watching the fashion show was how happy everyone was like they felt good and you could see that it was so incredibly touching if somebody had said oh you're going to go to a fashion show and feel like you could ball your eyes out i would have thought they were crazy but that's <laughs> exactly what i wanted to do and, yeah and i would also say if someone had said to me you're going to go to a fashion show and be interested i would have been like <laughs> I went because I was like, Crystal will want to go to this. It's fashion week. And I'm like, so I will be a good sport and go along and keep my mouth shut. And like, it was fascinating to watch the show in a way that I did not anticipate. And I think that's unique for you guys. I think that's unique. I don't know that we would have felt that way at other fashion shows. Please don't make me go to a different one. You always have a seat at our show. I hope you always come. I think that's a really important piece and certainly obviously something that probably folds into the mantra of Peloton is that I have not experienced more people since I have been on this journey that are comfortable in their own skin more than people with disabilities. I mean, it is absolutely inspiring that they really, and I like to include myself in this too, as a caregiver of Oliver, that it's really focusing on the important things in life, right? That they are here, they're present, they have goals in life, they have hopes and dreams like everybody else. And They feel so lucky to be where they are. And that is something that I think the typical able-bodied person, we miss out a lot on that, dear God, why can't we just get back to the basics of how lucky we are, how lucky we are to be in the skin that we're in. And people with disabilities seem to have figured that out a lot before many able-bodied people that I know that don't feel that way. Yeah, I think for a lot of people want to assimilate and be seen as quote unquote normal. And I think when you have some aspect of who you are that's easily seen, that is a separator, like at some point you just kind of go, well, it is what it is. Like lean into it. Yeah, you lean into it. They lean. Yeah. 
Eileen, like no other population that I've ever had the privilege of being included in. I'm curious too where people can find these adaptive clothing. Like, what do yeah, you like? S- I saw like Coles and Target are there. Do they have like a section and we just haven't seen it because we don't need it? Or is it online only? Are there only certain stores? Exactly. Or locations? So everything right now is online only, but we're moving towards having product in store as well. And it can be fine just like any other category under their umbrellas of no different than plus size, couture, what have you. It's adaptive. Okay. And that really is probably one of the more exciting pieces of this journey is that we are creating a new category in the world of disability in the world of fashion, excuse me, that is not about clothing for people with disabilities. It's clothing that is adapted for people that need a different fit for their body or a different closure or a different way to get the product on and off the body that maybe opens in the back instead of the front so that you go in arms first versus trying to manipulate your arms through armholes. And Actually, that piece of creating a category is what really was the foundation of the second company that I started in 2019, which is Gamut Management. So we are a consulting and talent management and accreditation company exclusively with and for people with disabilities. So we only represent people with disabilities. We only work with brands to help them develop products for people with disabilities. And our accreditation arm is we developed a seal of approval for products that are in the adaptive space so that the population has that trust factor that people with disabilities were involved in the development of the product. And companies have the benefit of also with the seal of showing the population that they did this authentically. They did this the right way. That's so cool. I'm curious, too, how it came to be that Logan was able to be the announcer that night. Is that through your gamut management company? Like, did that all come together that way? It was a little bit of both. We always looking for people in the population of people with disabilities that are making their mark, are trailblazing their way. And obviously, Logan fit checked every single box. And it's really because... We also want to show the population that the hopes and dreams are real. Here's somebody that did it and is paving the way in probably one of the greatest new industries in the past decade of physical activity. And somebody with a disability at the helm is phenomenal. So it was a no-brainer when we decided to ask Logan to be our MC. So I have a question for you about modifications. Are there any modifications that, let me back up. So I think of doorknobs, right? Like doorknobs forever, you grab and you turn. And then you Correct. nowadays you see more and more with the handles that you can push down on. And that was driven by making them more accessible. But we Correct. all ended up benefiting from it, right? Who hasn't yes. entered a door and carrying you, like, a package an elbow. and you like use your elbow to open the door so you don't have to set down all your stuff, right? Sometimes there are benefits for non-disabled people that they never even really even considered. Are there any modifications in clothing that you think will break out and just become this is a new standard way that you'll see a shirt or a shoe, a pair of pants? I absolutely think so. I think the magnetic closure is number one. Anybody could wear that. I mean, I yeah. have two other children. My younger son, he's like, magnets are bust. <laughs> I, I never have to do another a button again in my life. 
sign me up. And I think what you are saying is so important as there's a gazillion things that were developed for people with disabilities. Probably the most popular is texting. Texting was developed so that people that were not able to communicate in the typical way would be able to communicate. Now it's probably the number one communication tool that we all use. I mean, even glasses are a multi-billion dollar industry. This was a medical device. Yeah. It's inception. And I think adaptive clothing will be absolutely same. I mean, truly, we're already seeing it. I mean, how many sneakers do you see out there like Kizix? Those shoes that you had that are amazing, like the zip-ups on the side and stuff. Oh, I was like, I know both of our kids would love those. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, Billy Footwear, for example, really had revolutionized the way he was on the runway. A way to get the shoe onto the foot without having to lace, without having to undo everything. They're super cool. I mean, for kids and adults and anybody could wear them. Nike with the fly sneaker. I mean, really, it's for anybody that's choosing not to have to deal with laces anymore. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, are a big pain in the ass. Are we allowed to curse on here? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, this interview is over. That's hot and bag on that one. But (laughs) I mean, really, what I always like to say is do you know when the button and the buttonhole was developed? No, 1700. I'm going to say the early 1900s. Try the 1300s. Really? I thought it would have been something super old, like super new, like that you think is old. You always see like, you know, like Renaissance era, they're always wearing all those big puffy blouses. So I just didn't think they had any laces too. think about corsets. They were all laced. Everything had laces in it. The fact that we are still using that technology in today's day and age when we literally run our lives through this thing is absolutely mind blowing. So this is definitely through gamut also is something that we are tasking industries to say, we live in a technology world. Let's do better. Yeah. Let's think about what the next iteration of how we wear clothing is or how we put footwear on is. Let's get with the program. That's Boy, amazing. You know, when you're talking about eyeglasses as a medical device, and I was like, think about it. Now they're so commonplace, your healthcare won't even cover it. Right, exactly. <laughs> is that true? Or you get them yeah, you the blue blockers or you get the special, whatever it is. got to get special, like, optical insurance oh, or yeah. more to cover glasses, which is basically mm-hmm. you can get better coupons out of the back of the yellow pages. That's exactly. crazy. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's, it's a full, thriving, yeah. humongous business. Wow. You've obviously grown so much. You said you're just scratching the surface. Where do you want things to be? Like, where's your dream? My dream is that someday we don't have to have these conversations, actually, that it is so commonplace that any store you walk into, if you need adaptive, here it is. If you need plus size, here it is, that it is just part of our mainstream world and that our world starts to understand that if it works for people with disabilities, it will work for everyone. I do love to share this one story that I think really crystallizes it beautifully, that there was a school teacher that was going to school and it was a really snowy day. He was in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. And the custodian was shoveling the stairs. And next to the stairs was the ramp. And the teacher said to the custodian, would you mind shoveling the ramp so that I can get in school? And the custodian said, absolutely. Let me just finish this. That will be my absolute next thing. And the teacher said to him, but if you shovel the ramp first, everybody can get into school. (laughs) Right. 
That's such a great point. Yeah. That's where I hope we get to be. That it is, we don't need to be talking about this anymore. It's just part of life. It's part of our mainstream world. This exists, that exists. There's options. There's people with disabilities aren't othered or considered anything else because everybody can use the same product in one way or the other. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So back to Peloton, I wanted to ask, do you have like a favorite instructor that you ride with or run with or strength with? Say Logan, obviously. Now that I got to spend so much time with him, I can honestly say, and I did say this to my husband, so it's totally fine. (laughs) Such a massive crush on him. He's just so delightful and amazing. So of course, Logan, Cody, crazy and obsessed with. And actually, he's the one that does get me like mentally to get on the bike because sometimes I'll walk by the bike and we have a little bit of a fight, like we have a standoff. Yeah. Like who's gonna win? And then I think about Cody and what he could possibly say to me today. <laughs> and then if I really want to like kill myself, it's Jess Sims. Okay. Yeah, that's for sure. She is a tough lady. When you're done, you're like, yes, <laughs> I am woman. So do you have any advice for people that are just now getting the bike? My advice would be to try all of the options that are available. I think because... I came from such a spin world that that's what it's for. Like, that's what I would do on the bike. Whereas my daughter really uses it for everything. Yoga, the arms, the stretching, the boot camp. And I think that that would absolutely be my advice. Like, look at everything that you can do from one app and one bike or one screen is absolutely amazing. And what is your why for exercise? Why do you choose to work out? It is very therapeutic for me. I definitely, even though now that I'm 51, it definitely takes me a little bit of time to be like, (laughs) go work out. I got to go work out. But then when I'm done, I'm like, this was the best. I'm so happy I work out. I do think that my goals have changed a little as I've gotten older. Now I just want to be healthy. Versus probably in my younger ages, I cared more about like definition or all the things that I'm like, that ship has sailed. (laughs) We're moving into a different stage of life right now. So obviously I want to look good, but I care more about like taking care of my body and my heart and keeping things going. Is there any modification you'd like to see from Peloton? Oh, oh. Well, what I would love to see more of is obviously more instructors with disabilities Mm -hmm. and being able to find a way to make it available for multiple types of disabilities. Like I would love to see somebody in a wheelchair be an instructor or somebody that has to potentially doesn't speak vocally and has to use a device to speak because Peloton has such a platform that People would learn so much. I mean, just even listening to Logan's first class, I can't imagine the feedback or all the emails or messages that Peloton must have gotten about him sharing his story was so authentic, so real. And Peloton has that platform to do that. And I think the more we can get diversity in instructors, not obviously skin color, all of that. Absolutely. Of course, 
we always need to do that or, or sexual orientation, et cetera. Let's get the disability population more embedded in there as well. Another That's thing what I'd love to see. I think those are wonderful goals. And one thing that Logan does that really stands out to me is every time he starts a class, he describes what he's wearing. And it's such a small thing. But to your point, like if everybody just did things like that without thinking, like what would that just that one thing alone? And like I'd like I feel like I need to get better with like social media because it's like one more step that you have to like type in the description and of it, things. Yes, but I should. The, yeah, I should. Description. <laughs> But thank you for that reminder, because I also start every Zoom with a visual description. So I think I was so excited to be on. I forgot. (laughs) But because we never know who's watching or listening or anything. I am a white woman with freckles and curly red hair. I'm wearing an absolutely adorable gold beaded headband and a shirt with puff sleeves. And I am so excited to be here. (laughs) We are so excited to have you here. How can people get involved with Runway of Dreams? Like how can the Peloton community support you and what you guys are doing? Well, thank you so much. I would love to have everybody go to runwayofdreams.org or gametmanagement.com, especially for everyone listening that has a disability, come join our talent pool. The only criteria that we have is that you have to have a disability to join Gamut. But even just let's start talking about it. I think that's something that is really needs to happen. Let's talk about, wow, when's the last time I saw somebody in the handicap accessible dressing room in a store? Probably never. It's either moms with strollers, sometimes it's used for storage, or you've got a couple of friends and you want a big bit. Let's think about exactly what you said about the doorknobs. Think about what it must be like for somebody with a disability to navigate this world. How many things from the minute they open their eyes to the minute they go to sleep are a challenge. I can speak from a personal perspective. It is a daily challenge for Oliver. Every single day from the moment he gets out of the bed till he goes to sleep, ranging from when he has to use the soap dispenser at school. It's really difficult for him. He doesn't have the strength to push it. It would be so much easier if he just put his hands underneath and it just came out. But not every place has that. All of these things, it's navigating a world that wasn't made for them. And that is the conversations that we need to have. These are the things that when you wake up tomorrow, imagine going into your closet and not having anything that you can independently dress yourself in or show up to that meeting in appropriate clothing because you can only wear sweats is mind blowing that how much work we still have to do to really make this world accessible. Yeah, I mean, I know how maddening it is. And this is not even remotely the same thing. But like on a just a micro level, like when you like get a weird cut on your finger and just like all of a sudden everything you try to pick up hurts a little bit and you start trying to figure out ways to work with this other hand or trying to put on shampoo, but it stings. So you're doing it all with it's like absolutely all those things. Yeah. And so I can only imagine if it was something like significant, not just a stupid cut on a finger and just how that would just start to encroach and manifest itself in so many different micro frustrations throughout the day. Absolutely. And one other thing that we always need to remind ourselves is that we're renting these bodies at any point in time. Any one of us could acquire a disability, whether it's a surgery, an accident or just getting old. 
That is a fact that every single one of us at some point in our life could join this population. And when you think about it from that perspective, wouldn't you want to be in a world that is ready for you if that happens? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you make a great point. What is your leaderboard name? I don't think we ever. No, I don't think. Oh, it's Minnie Shy. M I N N Y S H Y. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You generally won't find me on it so much because that's the first thing that I swipe away. I don't need to know that I'm like. (laughs) 25,456 <laughs> on the leaderboard. So I prefer not to look at I'm that. I'm at the bottom too, Mindy. It's okay. It's okay. We're I'm on like, there. It's wrong with my bike. I'm like knocking on the street. I'm like, I think it's broken. <laughs> well, you'll have to get your husband a new one for his birthday. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Yes. And then he exactly. can have his old one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Yes. I guess we normally ask where people can find all your stuff, but I think we hit all that. But if we missed any, feel free to. Yeah. Are there any, and if there's any like personal socials you want to share or anything like Absolutely. that. I would love, love, love anybody to follow us on social media. It's Runway of Dreams or Gamut, G-A-M-U-T, Management. Please help us raise the voices, be a part of raising a voice about really making this world more adaptive for people with disabilities. We are truly, absolutely impressed with everything you guys are doing, and we just think it's amazing. So thank you so much for having me. This was such a joy. Such a joy for us. Such a joy for us. Thank you. A lot of fun. (laughs) So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Don't forget, there will be no episode next week. So don't freak out when it's not there. Nothing on December 30th. Yes, I know we are very regular with our episodes. And so when one doesn't show up, people sometimes get upset, which is nice that you it is nice that you're you guys upset care. that we're not there. It is. We're just trying to save you the, the headache. Yeah. And yeah. if you see anybody else post about it, because I can't promise I'm going to be up early on the 30th. Yes. Because uh, I get to sleep in <laughs> once a year. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. So no episode next week. We will be back on the 6th, just like always. So yep. until then. Where can they find you? They can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash The Clip Out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and rowing and running. Haha, you thought you were going to get me. I did.